This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. is Danny Schill. And I'm Dan Muller. And we host the podcast We Book Celebrities. We book all kinds of celebrities, even though we're not that great at it. But we've had some success. Glenn Danzig, for instance. Yeah, you guys know. We've also had DJ Khaled. You can see the blessings in my house, my family, my musical garden, and Florida. Oh, wow. That's the end of the expert. Tanya Harding, Steven Seagal, and Meatloaf. Dick Cheney always says, one of my best friends. You and Dick, huh? Oh, yeah. I was there when he shot that guy in the face. I had to run off because I had priors. But Yeah. So please listen to We Book Celebrities on the Machine Culture Network. <laughs> Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nannia, I'm joined by a guest to discuss topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground. Don't impress me much So you got the brains But have you got the touch Now don't get me wrong Yeah, I think you're alright Trivia, comrades This is Impress Me With Music The show where every week We create a new playlist That you can use to impress friends Enchant lovers, intimidate enemies And just flat out enjoy yourself Every week my co-host cohabitator and long-suffering beard Mary Novohovsky Listening to another delightful episode of Impress Me with Music. Kicking off that track is Chuck Jan- Chuck Jackson. <laughs> Fuck me, Jesus Christ, Kicking Dave. Kicking off that track. Kicking off. I thought I was gonna go real smooth and sultry. Yeah, you That's sound real Chuck cool. Jackson. Any day now, you're listening to Impress Me with Music. I'm one of your delightful hosts. Slowly losing gray matter, Mary Novohovsky. And uh, I am her uh, patient husband, Dave Metz. Oh, boy. I'm sweating. I'm sweating, too. It's real hot in the studio today. It's hot in the studio. It's getting hot in here. Unseasonably warm winter. Yeah, it is pretty... um, 
It's a pretty warm winter. My nipples chafing in my shirt. I'm having yeah, a one nipple. One nipple is chafing. Uh, yeah. If anybody knows anything about this, please, please. tweet me. <laughs> tweet me about my tweet, sh- tweet. Tweet, tweet about that chafed up nipple. Hashtag nip chafe. So, uh, Chuck Jackson, any day now, Mary? What's yeah, happening any day? It's a great <laughs> song. Uh, any day now, I'm going to have a baby. I hope so. I think so. Today's our due date, so this baby's officially not early. Yeah. And uh, even if I were to go into labor now, it'd take at least five hours. So, baby's late. The baby's late. Late, great. baby. Just like the mom. Late for everything. <laughs> yeah, the, this baby's taking her sweet time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a baby. You can't expect too much from them. Yeah, I mean, they are kind of dumb. They are so dumb. Oh, my God. We're going to have to teach this baby everything. Yeah, like to hold up its chin. This baby won't even be able to hold up its chin in pride. Even people with, like, you know, severe autism can feed themselves and breathe uh. on their own. Hold their head up. This baby's not going to be able to do any of this. I know. I'm nervous. I'm more nervous just because, like, I'm past the due date. You expect. You just expect. The, the due, due dates are a stupid thing. In pregnancy, because apparently most first-time moms go over, so it's just kind of like a weird tease. They're like, sure. well, there's, you know, 48% chance you have your baby by today. Right. Probably not, though. So, yeah, there we are. We're in the stats. Every day now, I look at the, the statistics. I feel like I'm playing ball, like I'm betting on this baby. Yeah. Like I'm rolling dice. Every day, the statistical probability of the baby coming increases slightly. Yeah, and by the time this is out, she'll probably be born. There's a high likelihood that she's born by the time this is posted on <laughs> Facebook. You cannot take your pregnant belly out in the studio. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Everything, nothing, everything hurts. Nothing's okay. We got a lot of good songs, though. What's the theme? Any day now is pretty much the theme. Any goddamn day now. We're going to shoehorn a couple of themes in, too. I mean, it's the end of the year, too. Thanksgiving. I mean, every podcast is a Thanksgiving episode, obviously. Oh, we didn't have... This is our little turkey episode. (laughs) She's not here yet. Turkey, turkey, squawk, squawk. That's the song. Squawk, squawk. Remember that song, turkey, turkey, squawk, squawk. Is that a real song? No, fuck no. Who's with the chicken dance? That's pretty close. I don't want to be a chick, and I don't want to be a duck, so eat my butt. Those the words? No. Oh man! <laughs> My mom told me that song was about Satan. <laughs> that song's about eating ass. Everyone's talking about eating ass now. I know it's, it's not. Rage. It's not creative. That's why I didn't feel weird even saying it. Yeah, it's, it's like kinda, it's trending. It is trending. It's kind of like how in 2015 everyone said that somebody was a garbage person, and then um, 2017 was the year of saying that people eat ass. What's the deal with eating ass? That's the quote for 2017. What would 2016 be? What was the point of that year? Um, 2016, 2016. We killed a lot of celebrities. Was that the point? I thought you were, were going to say... We, we killed, killed a lot of celebrities' careers this year. We did. We, we killed... Yeah, I mean, every year we like to kill a little differently. Yeah. Back in the you know, mid-2000s, that was we just killed a lot of people in the Middle East. It was pretty, pretty simple times back then. Yeah, well, they can't vote, so who cares? Oh, that's horrible. I know. I'm kidding. There were a lot of hurricanes this year, too. It was the year of the hurricane. Yeah. Huh. We should probably play more music. 
You want to, we should play The Hurricane by Bob Dylan. No, uh, I don't want to. Man, I was going to say that, but I hate that song. I do too. It's not a good song. And also, I think it's pretty much been proven historically that that guy, The Hurricane, did do that shit. Like, I feel like, I mean, I only read about it on Wikipedia, but it seems pretty clear to me that Bob Dylan was wrong and that guy did that shit. I don't know if you have an opinion on that. Nope, no opinion. Uh, I do have an opinion on this next track that we're going to play. All right, well, let me cue it up. Uh, it's a little bit of disco, disco, baby. Okay, so that was uh, Sunny by Boney M. So, Mary, what's the story with this song? Okay, so this is one of the most popular songs in the Soviet immigrant community. And Why? They're not from the Soviet Union. I'm no, reading Boney... I have them up here okay. on the screen. All right, so yeah, Boney M are basically like a German uh, funk disco vocal group created by some dude named Frank Farlin. Farian. Farian. And he, okay, so Frank Farian, I'm looking at the guy right now, very German, goofy-looking guy. His real name is Franz Ruther. That's his real name. I go and look at Boney M, I see four, uh, let's call them people of color. Okay, right. and I'm, I'm reading here, two of them are Jamaican, two of them are Aruba, Arubian, Aruban? I don't know. Uh, Frank Farian brought them together to create Boniem in West Germany. Which is pretty fucking crazy. So, Sunny, though, this is just one of the most uh, reproduced songs of all time, too. So, Boniem, this, this is not the original. This is actually a song written by a dude named Bobby Hebb. Mm, Bobby Hebb. Yeah. It's one of the most performed and recorded popular songs of all time. Basically, uh, the... BMI, which not Body Mass Index, the Broadcast Music Inc., <laughs> they rate Sonny as number 25 in the top 100 songs of the century. Really? Yeah. So this song has actually got a pretty interesting uh, history to it. So basically, Heb's parents were both blind musicians, and him and his brother Harold performed in a song and dance duo in Nashville. And Heb wrote this song in the 48 hours following a double tragedy on November 22nd, 1963, the day JFK was assassinated and 
Heb's older brother, Harold, was stabbed to death outside a Nashville nightclub. Whoa. Right? That shit gets deep. So Heb was devastated. R.I.P. Heb's bro. And uh, he wrote the song as an expression of, uh, I think, like, love or preference of a sunny disposition over a lousy disposition. Um, I found out why the song was so popular amongst... uh, people in the Soviet Union. Tell me. Because they're from West Germany, and West Germany was the side of Germany that sided with uh, the Soviet Union before they tore down the Berlin Wall. So that was like sort of like their access to disco music, which is why I think people in like Russia still listen to disco today. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Russia is still, still inundated with shitty remnants of disco. Like, the greatest Russian pop stars are just basically terrible disco. Disco yeah. songs just as, like, Ala Pugacheva, if anybody here feels like looking that broad up. I don't think anyone here can spell that. She's, like, fucking 80 years old and is still going strong. She, like, sells out arenas. Yeah, but, uh, okay, so it's kind of like... by 80, I mean probably 60s or 70s. <laughs> I think, though, part of that is the result of them only having, like, a few artists, right? And so then you get older... You know, like a, some, once you get to be about 30, you're not really out to discover new artists anymore. No, there are a lot of artists, and there are like punk artists, and there's like bards. Like, bards? there's a. Yeah, like there's a guy like who Shakespeare? I was. Shakespeare? Yeah, there's this guy, Victor Vysotsky, and he basically wrote a bunch of very poetic songs. He's like the Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Of that time. So there there are, was some diversity. But if you were in the mainstream like the listening. on the wire. <laughs> Anton Chekhov is my papa. I remember you well at Soviet block number two. <laughs> That's a good one. So yeah, Boney M. Um, it just makes me happy. This song makes me happy. I love every version of Sunny. It's kind of goofy. I'll give you my two cents. The beginning lick, very good. That boom, that's great. All right, remove the disco from it. Just think remove about the, the disco. Because this song was not a disco song. It is a disco song. No, it, in its original iteration, you it mean, was like, not look a disco at the lyrics? track. Well, yeah. I mean, if we look up the Heb, the Heb version, can we, can we get that Heb? shit up? He's the guy that wrote the song. He's the guy that wrote the song, and he also recorded the first version of it. So let, let's look up Bobby Heb. Get get that shit on Google. Let's see if we can get a more subdued you, version. You want another version of the song? Why don't you read the lyrics while I look this up? They're on All the right. screen. Wait, you got to look over at the screen. Sunny. Don't sing the lyrics. Yesterday, my life was filled with rain. Sunny. You smiled at me and really eased the pain. The dark days are gone and the bright days are here. My sunny one shines so sincere. Sunny, one so true. I love you. Huh. Sounds a little goofy if you ask me. I think it's great. And as we have a child about to enter this world, she's my little sunny. Okay, so here's the original. But this is not the version you grew up with. You grew up with the disco version. I grew up with a bunch of disco versions. What does that even... What it means other say? than Boney M, like, million... Shh. Yesterday my life was filled with rain. Sunny. Oh, this is great. You smiled at me and really eased the pain. Now the dark days are gone. The bright days are here. My sunny one. 
sunshine is so sunny, seven. Sunny one, so true. I love you. So I've I've heard about a dozen versions of this song. I love them all. Mm. Boney M hits close to home because this is what was played in the uh, Russian nightclubs that I yeah. grew up in. That's fair. Uh, so we just passed Thanksgiving. Uh, what are you thankful for? Um, I'm thankful for you, Dave. Oh, Mary. That's nice. Yeah, I'm thankful for your butt. Gross. Um... I don't know, man. Thankful. I'm thankful that we're we're doing it. We're recording this podcast. We're living every day. I mean, it's rough. We're both pretty much unemployed. Uh, yeah. We're very broke. Bringing a child into this world penniless. And with Pe- all penniless, of our, truly penniless. With all of our white privilege, we could not yeah, secure oof. jobs. We are we are not, not I mean, by can the time Can you believe it? I can. I can. It's a tough economy out there. Yeah, evidently. If you don't want like a shit paying bullshit job. I don't know. We should have just both been baristas and said fuck it. If we had been baristas, we would have gotten degrees from the University of Arizona by now. Because Starbucks takes care of its employees. Yeah. Shout out to Starbucks this holiday season. I'm thankful for Starbucks, actually. Been drinking a lot of Starbucks lately. Yeah, somebody wants to send us a Starbucks gift card for Mary. Feel feel free. Dave's been going to the gym, and I've been sitting at Starbucks, drink a peach tranquility tea. Yeah, when when you're angry about like where your life is at, I recommend going to the gym and just grunting a lot. It doesn't uh, really make any progress, uh, uh, gains, but it feels gains, like something. Gains. Who was the guy that always said gains? I don't know. Harold Rames. No, there was somebody who called gains. That was like his name. Hmm. Was it somebody that we were making fun of? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't. Okay. You sound like Mariska Haggerty right now. Oh, yeah. We've been watching some Law & Order lately. Show's really gone down the drain. Law & Order SVU. Yeah. Bad show. The new season is such dog shit. Oh, such my God. Such dog shit. Also, uh, Mariska's plastic surgery has really gone out of control she's done too much with her mouth it's the michael jackson (laughs) of mouths yeah her face she looks like marty funkhouse she's got meth mouth that's what it is after watching a a real mediocre documentary called called? meth storm or something yeah you know what it was was? watch another drug documentary before you make a drug documentary you know, they, they like, uh, I think they set out that there was going to be this, like, crazy thing they were going to find, and then it was just a bunch of fat DEA agents in Arkansas who, like, were really bad at getting to the root of the crime. They're like, yep, uh, I keep arresting my buddies I went to high school with who are really just trying to support their addictions, and uh, yeah. this is a sad, sad cycle, and then it ends with an ice storm, a literal ice storm. Which is just too Which on the nose. You knew, no, it wasn't chronological. You know what I mean? They were like, put that at the end. Yeah, but put that, ah, fuck, how do we finish this? How do we finish this? So, Meth Storm, if you are looking for two hours like of two time hours suck. Of, two hours of, like, home movies of rednecks, basically, doing yeah. that. There was nothing. The, movie, the documentary is about nothing. Yeah, but I will say that Mershka Haggerty's mouth and the woman Ronnie, who's like the main uh, person they chronicle in uh, Meth Storm, yeah. very similar stuff going on. A lot of lip quiver. 
All right, where's your track? <laughs> let's uh, let's get back to the music. Yeah. All right. So this next one's mine. And that is Michigan by Brockhampton off yeah. the album All American Trash. Ooh, good catch. And this is your pick, Dave. This is my pick. Um, we had we had uh, Sean Duck and Edgeness in here for um, the Comfort Zone uh, uh, episode. They talked about Brockhampton a little bit, so I decided to go check them out, and I I like this. The the aesthetic of it is really cool. It's I would definitely say this is like, you know how like sometimes the, you would say that like certain like rap music is stoner music, even though they're not talking about smoking weed or anything like that. I would say this kind of falls into that category. It's like very well produced. The rapping is B minus. It's not great. Yeah, yeah. Rapping is B minus. Um, it's cool. I like Brockhampton. I like the concept of Brockhampton maybe more than I even like the execution of Brockhampton. But this is another one of those young crews um, that's just more, I guess, woke than Odd Future. <laughs> Would that be the way of putting it? Yeah. They're, they're like Odd Future, but their front man doesn't drop the F-bomb all the time. And yeah. There's, more, there's like two more gay people. Right. So they're, they're just a chiller Odd Future. Yeah, uh, they're way more I, I, chill. I don't think sure. they're as good at rapping, but I like their beats more. They they're more productive right now. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna take a, a, a controversial stance here. Odd Future very overrated. And, 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 and not I mean look, as a collective, as a collective overrated, extremely overrated. Individually, there's some great individual artists in there. Earl Sweatshirt, obvious. Frank Ocean, obviously, is great. Tyler the Creator can't really knock him. You know what I mean? But Tyler, the creator, is more of, like, a icon than he is yeah. a good rapper. He's got a couple of really great beats and a, a few really great songs. And I like Bastard a lot as an album. I think it kind of has, like, an Eminem feel to me. Sure. Uh, it's, it's a good, angry, fucking, just teen angst. That's the one with, like, Yonkers and She and stuff on it, That's right? the one with, uh, yeah, I think Yonkers is on there as well. Yeah. Um, that's the anger one. That's like, he talks about shooting his dad and shit. Well, he um, has every right to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, otherwise, yeah, a lot of the rest of Odd Future just sort of falls to the wayside. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, but I can't tell you. I can't him, tell you anybody from Brockhampton. They don't have any to me. Exactly. One exactly. They they stick together. They're like, a well, nice like, group. Oh, like the Economist. Exactly. It's just like the Economist doesn't reveal the names of its authors. Instead of like the mishigash that we got into with uh, New York Times uh, this week, where they uh, printed an article about a neo-Nazi in Ohio, and then they had to like talk shit on their own article. Yeah, it's fucked up that they didn't stand behind it. They kind of did. Like I, I looked into it, and they kind of did, but then they also, like they, they backpedaled so fucking much. People are so stupid now. I mean, I scroll through Twitter and everything, and I'm like, are people really this dumb that they don't understand the difference between a Nazi and a guy in Dayton, Ohio, I'm sorry, Huber Heights, Ohio, who sympathizes with Nazis? Like, do they not really understand the difference? Well, I think what people are having trouble with is, at this point, we've gotten to a... We've gotten to a space and time where we're not even allowed to look at what somebody's opinion is. And obviously we are not supporters of... Of course. You know, white nationalism or any of that bullshit. But I, I don't think even support regular nationalism, to be honest with you. The whole concept, <laughs> I think, is pretty dumb. Right. But I think the fact that we won't even take a look at a portrait of somebody and why they believe what they believe and try to understand in, in, a, in hopes of, you know, getting rid of ignorance. But we're just becoming ignorant ourselves by, yeah. by, by being like, we can't even read anything about this point of view because that's how much we detest it. It's fucked. Right, and meanwhile, we, you know, ha- you know, there's like six hours of footage of uh, the Iceman being interviewed, or like we talk, like serial killers, how did you end up here? And we won't even examine how somebody becomes a white nationalist. Which like, we totally should examine, because then we're, the goal should be preventative. Yeah. Um, I, don't I don't know. It's fucked. Right, what, it's, was the, what was the documentary we were talking about, Hate Thy Neighbor? That's not, that was just a Vice show. That was just a Vice show. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was a good way of looking at why people ha- held their beliefs. You found out that a lot of uh, a lot of these dudes were actually just morons. Sure. And it was like some weird fucked up sense of community. Anyway, this is a music podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, the next pick is yours. It is. Let's see here. And that is Will Do by TV on the Radio off their album, Nine Types of Light. So where did we... Oh, we heard this in Indianapolis. I don't even know if this was the song. I think it was. 
Yeah, this this was playing at a bar uh, that Dave was performing at when we were in Indianapolis. A pretty sweet spot. Yeah, White Rabbit or something. The White like Rabbit, that. I think it was something like that. Yeah, that was a cool um, spot. And we both love TV on the radio. And I really did not give Nine Types of Light uh, a chance because I think I did not like the first few tracks on it or I just sort of shuffled through the album. I don't ever think I gave it like a fair listen. This was, if I had to, if you had asked me like a month ago to rank the TV on the radio albums, this one would definitely be at the bottom. Sure. Well... I would have put the one that came before at the bottom, and that's why I didn't really listen to this one. And you know what? I literally got a copy of this from TV on the radio. Like, the people in the band, like, I, I bought it at, a, like, a, a concert that they threw in a record store. Yeah, you've seen them. You're lucky. Bastard. I've seen them, like, three, three times, I think. Yeah, I've never seen them. I'd love to see them. But what I was going to say is I still didn't listen to it, but I was reading about this album... Uh, Yesterday, I think. And what's interesting about this, so somebody in their band is a producer, Dave Sitek, I think I want to say is his name. He's the white guy, okay? And he is uh, kind of sort of like their in-house producer. <clears throat> and he lives in L.A. He doesn't live in New York like the rest of them. So he built a recording studio in his house, and they recorded at his house instead of, like, you know, using commercial studio time. And they said, this is just like when we started. Because we weren't being pressured for time. We got to take control of our own artistic vision. And I have to say, it does kind of show. I mean, this is like a return to form for TV on the radio. I like this, this album. album. Yeah. I need to give it another chance, especially after uh, like really digging on this track. And then figuring out that this is actually one of their most popular tracks if you just go on Spotify. And I've sort of been stuck in, in the older TV on the radio. Like... Dear Science, Return of Cookie Mountain, Desperate Youth. Uh, those were are still like the top ones that I listened to. I just kind of ignored everything after like 2008. So. Um, so. And the song vibes well. Something about it's peaceful. I put this on my uh, labor playlist. Yeah, so how many songs you got in the labor playlist right now? Like 20, which I'm pretty, pretty certain I'll be laboring for longer than... Uh, yeah. It's gonna, we're going to go to a sex playlist after that. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, aren't well, all of our playlists sex playlists? I mean, I guess that's your take on it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, so I wanted to talk about goals for 2018, but let's play another song first. This is um, my pick. Like our fitness goals or like our goals with this podcast? I'm going to play. Uh, You're going to play a song now? Just cut me off? Yep. So this is Oh Girl by the Shy Lights. Um, heard this in a Sopranos episode. It's heavily used in, in one episode. Oh, man, I love the Sopranos right now. Dave's rewatching the Sopranos with me. 
Yeah, we're almost done. I've never watched it. So this is my first go. This is your, what, third? Third, third go, yeah. go round. Uh, we're at season 6B. We're going to be starting episode two basically as soon as we return home from recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit. I mean, it's an amazing show. Um, and we never really listen to any of the soundtracks or anything like that, but the music from the show is tight. Dino my baby. <laughs> Uh, this song was also playing when I got my uh, haircut the other day. I went to a barber shop for like the first time, the well, third time ever in my life. But the first time I ever went to like a real true barber shop, and he was just listening to like Motown and soul music when I came in. Yeah. And then he paused this song to show me videos of his buddy's breakdancing company, which was pretty tight. Which was pretty tight, actually. I was very impressed, and I I did not think I would like watching competitive breakdancing. You never know, you know, what you're going to be into when somebody else turns turns on that YouTube uh, light bulb for you. <laughs> sure. I've gotten into some pretty weird shit, man. Like those, like those, um, like Russian guys that do pull-ups off of tall buildings. You ever watch that? Oh, yeah. I, I love all the parkour stuff on YouTube, yeah, though, in general. That's pretty crazy. Uh, goals. What are, what are your goals? I want to go on the road more for comedy, you know? I want to... On the road again... I want to middle, go to like up to Wisconsin and uh, Indiana and shit like that. It'd be employed, obviously. Um, I mean, there's a million goals that are going to just be lined up for Sophie's life. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know what even what form that's going to take. You know, when she's born, who knows? Like, maybe she walks early. Maybe she doesn't, you know? Maybe she uncontrollably shits her diaper every five minutes, and that's an issue we have to deal with. So I'm going to leave those goals off until January so they can be measured. Right, right. We'll have to figure out what kind of baby we're getting. Yeah. It's weird to not know the temperament of your impending baby. Someone that we're going to spend 24 hours of the every day for pretty much the rest of our lives. Away. Yeah, I mean, we're, she's, yeah. She's going to be part of the rest of my life, and I have, I have no idea what kind of personality she's got so far. Yeah, isn't that weird? I mean, I wouldn't, like... It's like a, she's going to be a stranger. It's like, who's this little asshole? Now they want to be fed and shit, and, like, they want to be taken care of. Yeah, you wouldn't even, like, meet somebody for a drink off of Tinder without knowing, like, what music they listen to. Yeah, you I don't know even what I mean? know what kind of music my kid likes. Right. Well, this person is going to be in our house. Yeah. We're going to be... Picking up after them. They're going to have no agency over their own life. No, no. They can't even hold up their chin for like a month. That is kind of cute, though. It is cute because it just, it just flops. <laughs> <laughs> and no neck. No neck muscle whatsoever. You think she's going to have hair when she comes out? Uh, I don't know. There's this old wives' tale that if you have really bad heartburn at the end, your baby has a full head of hair. And uh, I've just recently started burping aggressively, so... What goals do you have, Mary, for 2018? Woo! Oh boy. Well, I've got a company uh, that I started. My goal is to get like a working functioning prototype and beta of my app out by the end of the by the end of 2018. Uh, my goal is to make a decision on whether I'm going to be going back to school, what that's going to look like, or uh, be gainfully employed, making them money. Yeah, money would be nice, but I don't want to push you into it. Yeah. I mean, if I can make a lot of money, I'm going to go make some money and uh, just disappoint my family yet again. Oof. Nah, 
They're very proud of you. The company is, it's very impressive. Everyone I tell about it is very impressed with it. I know, but I got to, I got to figure out, I got to figure out which, uh, which direction I want to take for myself and not what I want to do to make others happy, man. But at the same time, 2018 is going to be like our kid's first year of life, so... And it's, like, the way that it's timed, she's being born at the very end of this year. So, like, the entire 2018, that will be her whole first year of life. It's like we're almost having a New Year baby. Sure, baby New Year. Baby New Year. So, I mean, like, she's coming in at just, like, the very last fart of 2017. (laughs) And so 2018 is, like, I mean, it's Sophie's first year of life. Right. The entire, all of 2018. From I mean, we get every season. That's all. Yeah. That's all year one. We're we're just going through like the entire thing. So, that find a place to live. Figure out what we're gonna do in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, three year plan. I don't even know if we're gonna be in Chicago. You know, we might be moving on out. It's crazy. I mean, I couldn't have predicted a year ago that we'd be uh, recording a podcast and awaiting a baby. So yeah. 2017 was pretty crazy for us, I will say 2017 that. was crazy. A lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Let's see here. We When did we move into our apartment? Was that over uh, a year ago? 2016 we moved in. We moved in 2016. I mean, we've been at this place now. Well, let's not get into that. That's very boring for people. That is to very to. boring. Yeah, I don't want to bore the listeners here. We've also got some financial goals. I hope to get my Roth IRA. Uh, you could tell how dumb I am. Yeah. Ira Roth, a good <laughs> friend of mine. <laughs> Ira Roth, he's a good guy. I don't know, man. I just want to find myself in 2018. Yeah. You've been trying to find yourself for about eight years now, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's it going? You found even like a part of yourself? You found like a like a foot? <laughs> I found my little pinky toes right there. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get more music going. All right, this is one of yours. Hell yeah, let's change that. Yo, 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 welcome back. That was Pushin'. That's Bun B featuring Scarface and Young Jeezy. And uh, this is a track right off of my labor playlist. Yeah. Push, keep on pushing. I mean, it's pretty literal. Keep on pushing. This is one of my pump up jams for uh, when I'm in severe pain. I'm going to try and do this shit without any pain medication. But there's about a 50-50 chance that by the time we get to the hospital, I'm already like, give it to me. Put the epidural in, baby. Yeah. What's, I don't know. What's, what's the under over? What do you think? You think I can handle it or you think I'm going to puss out in like 10 minutes? You know what? You have a pretty high threshold for pain, I think, overall. So I think that you will 
I think you'll complain a lot about it, but I think that if the baby can be delivered in under like eight hours, no epidural. I think if it takes more than eight hours, I, no one's gonna blame you. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. If I'm getting induced, epidural probably, probably definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is that because that painful? that shit takes like a day and a half? Oh yeah, then definitely you want an epidural. Yeah, I'm not a saint, you know. I don't. I don't need to put myself out there, but we'll see. I'm still hoping that, like, she just comes tonight. Every night, I'm like, tonight's the night, baby. I thought for sure last night was going to be the night. You I were... thought for sure, too. <laughs> I was certain. I woke up, and you were just, like, on all fours, going like, <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, it's fucked, because I get these, like, insane contractions, and then they just go away, and then I go back to bed. Keep on pushing, baby. I know. That's it. So this is one of my pump-up jams. Uh, I don't really know. I, I think the songs... This is a religious song. Is that what we found out? No, 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 no. Jesus? That was the Mac 10 song. No, no, no. All right, no. This is... Um, Sexual? What is this? It's about drugs. Drugs, pushing, pushing yeah. Drugs. Oh, God. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I know. Duh. Fuck. I'm out of it. I'm like an old lady now. Anyway, yeah. This is just a fun... <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Um, this is just a fun track. I love this song. It's just a good ass song. I yeah. love the sample. And uh, it reminds me a lot of like that, like I get high by. Um, I get high. I get high. Who the hell is that by? Uh, P Styles P. It's by Styles P. I get high. It reminds me a lot of that because it's just a sample over a drum beat, pretty much. But yeah, I I, I like that song a lot. It's a, it's a lot of fun. All right, well, the next song is mine. Let's see here. All right, I'm going classic on this one. Y'all give me to push y'all up on something, man. Yo, when you see something ill, you know what I mean? That shit is woke. Anything ill you see is woke. Nigga, have a big six at the club, that's woke. Especially if he got the fully equipped kid on it, it's boom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I had this bad bitch of town, she was boom. Had me fucked up in the head, I mean. Bought the bitch diamonds and pearls, I mean. Should have seen them shit shining on the wrist. Now money ain't a problem, see my dough is like. Pulled out my bankroll on y'all niggas like. Lost the boost with the two tenth like. Faggot wanna beat my blueprints, I'm like. Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like. Niggas getting both on my block like Coming home within a half an hour like Front like they had the manpower like More or less, more so I rip it so so I lift the Alright, so that is Whoa by Black Rob What do you think of this song, Mary? It's alright It's what, is this some mid-2000s shit? 2000, shit when it, what 2000 on the nose 2000 on the nose Yeah, you know I just want to make a quick comment not related to the song, but we use Wikipedia a lot here in the studio. <laughs> I just want to say every year they get bolder. I know. With yeah. their with their pop-up desires for Yeah. Fuck you, I'm, Jimmy Wales. Hi, reader in the US. I mean, come on, you know who I am. Put yeah, that, come on, you that, have my personal information. Yeah, right. put put that name in. Yeah. Show show that you have power. Swing dick. Swing some dick, Wikipedia. I just snorted. Ah, oh, man. So that's kind of what my snores sound like, right? No. Oh, my God. Your snoring is so much worse. 
it's that, and then a lot of times it's. Ha! <laughs> like I don't that. think I can breathe at night. I can't yeah. breathe right now. Um, I, I've been holding in. I think our downstairs neighbor thinks that I'm, I'm choking you to death slowly every night a little bit. Huh. Yeah. I already don't think they think too fondly of us. Yeah, fuck them. Our next door neighbors hate us. Downstairs neighbors steal their mail, you know. You did, you. We we should probably not talk about it. That's a federal crime. I'll give it to him. I didn't open it. Actually, only opening it is a federal crime. All right. Well, it's not stealing if they put it in our box, you know? So this this artist that made this song, Black Rob, whatever happened to this guy? Uh, he got seven years in prison in uh, 2006 after failing to appear in court for his sentencing on a charge of grand larceny from 2004. Hey, I've been charged with larceny. Nice. In which he pleaded guilty to criminal possession of more than $6,000 U.S. worth of jewelry stolen, stolen in a hotel. He was released from prison 2010 and then in 2014, he suffered a stroke due to high blood pressure. Um, he doesn't drink anymore. Um, and his, he has two kids named Million and Diamond. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Black Rob. I think he's a one-hit wonder, and I think that's his only hit, unfortunately. As much as I hate to just sort of put somebody in a box like that. He's not, he's never had another hit song, and he was on Bad Boy. Okay, the world was handed to him. You know, anybody that that was on Bad Boy and wasn't able to make anything like the dude that made the um, like uh, Flavor in Your Ear, it's like that's your fault, man. That's yeah, not, don't blame Puffy for that. What are you looking at? Uh, Huggies dot com slash Australia. Trying to figure out what's going on with my contraction. This song's so whatever to me. <sighs> All right. You want to play one of yours? Yeah, I love you. Or, or I love you, too. Do you want to look at more Huggies advertisements? Well, we are recording a podcast, so I think it's only right if I, uh, if I shift my focus back to where we are here. All right, so this is your song, and this is, I like this song a lot, so let's, let's get yeah, into Yeah, let's it. hit this track. Okay, so that was uh, Run the Jewels uh, featuring Joy. The song is called Down. I got a little too into it and forgot to cut it. I love this song. This song is so is so great to me. I love the beat. I love um, 
I love the pace. It's uh, kind of like pushing for me. This is another one of those jams. Like, it's got a good rhythm. Like, it's just to kind of like keep keep you going, moving, shaking in the car, whatever you're doing on a walk, on a run. Just sure. a fucking, fucking sweet pump up track. Um, yeah, it's a great pump up track. It's. Um I think that uh, if you listen to all three of the Run the Jewels albums, what you'll notice is that their sound, it's like this dark, big sound that I would not, if you stripped all the rapping from it, I wouldn't hear it and go, oh, that's hip-hop. Do you know what I mean? Right. I I like that description, dark, big sound. They have have that to their beats, this sort of grand. It's not like horrorcore, but there is something kind of, Sure. <clears throat> almost, almost on the fan- nose. Um, yeah, this, there's like something more fantasy driven in this. <clears throat> Clear your throat. All right. <laughs> Got a lot of post nasal drip. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do too much blow. Nope. <laughs> um, I don't know who this Joy character is. I don't know who Joy is either. I grew up on Joy Road. Uh, Joy looks like two 80s hair metal dudes. I don't think that's who it is. Maybe. I don't know. It might be. Joy could be like a musical accompaniment. I think this is Joy, this lady here. No. Just, no, no, right. Joy, run the jewels. I think what the guests really love to hear, the listeners, not the guests. Joy Gilliam. Uh, you know what? We didn't talk about our goals for Impress Me With Music. So this episode is kind of one of the last episodes you guys are going to hear of just Dave and I for a really long time, I think. Um, we're going to be transitioning to more artists in the studio. So if you guys have liked Comfort Zone and Titty City, stay tuned. We've got a lot of cool stuff lined up for 2018. I yeah. thought that'd be worth saying. We're going to have a lot more in-studio performances. I'm super happy with our... If you haven't listened to the Titty City episode, definitely give it a... A whirl? Give it a go. Give it a whirl. Yeah, that was... That was uh, that in Comfort Zone, I would say, are probably our two best episodes. Yeah, so, so come on. Give it, give it a little... Get your, get your ears... Your ears primed. Yeah, prime them ears. Prime them ears. Yeah, so a lot more in-studio bands, and then uh, I might even dip out for a few eps. Dave might have some some guests, kind of like... Would you say I'm the Max or the Neve of this duo? Ooh, yeah, we watched a lot of Catfish. Um, Uh Who's Max and who's Neve in the relationship? I think that you're Neve because you make people feel more comfortable. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm Max. Like, I'm very impatient, and I'm going gray. Yeah. So. I mean, Dave is going gray fairly quickly. It's weird. My daughter will only probably know me with gray hair. Oh, that's fucking weird. Do you hear that sound? What the fuck is that? I don't know. I hope that doesn't make it under the recording. Well, if you hear that sound, folks, (laughs) we don't know either, you know? Yeah. All right. Hit that next track, DJ.
That's Baby Love, a classic by the Supremes. And uh, why did this make it out on the playlist, Dave? Uh, I've been singing this song a lot lately. Baby Love. Just thinking about Baby Sophie, you know? Oh, man. I hope she comes tonight. It's a, and you know what? I love Motown. You know what I mean? Like, I have a soft spot for Motown. Uh, I think a lot of people have her classic rock. I don't have that. But I do have that for Motown. You're a Detroit boy. Sure. That's our classic rock is Motown. You know what I mean? I love the Supremes. I love this song. It's cute. This is a song you can play with the baby in the car, too. I like We're going to start transitioning our playlists into like things <sighs> we can play around a no, child. No. I was thinking about that today. We're know, not like, doing it. We're saying well, fuck it. We're, I don't, we're, I, I, we're playing, you know... Pussy Pussy. No, we have to. Molly Percocet. Molly Percocet. choice. And even like, you know, if I take her on the train or something, I can't have my headphones in. No, you you look like a real irresponsible asshole. Right. So it's going to like force me to grow up and have like more adult tastes. And then I'm going to probably, when it comes to like the raunchy, weird music we listen to, I don't know if I'm going to get into as much new shit because... I'm going to just be listening to it on my own. I think we'll have some interesting episodes, though, where we have to listen to it on our own, and then we come together, and we're like, what the fuck did you discover this week? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? How, how long till Sophie is a guest on the podcast? Uh, three months. Okay. I like that. She mostly will just do baby drop sounds. <laughs> Was That's that a good impression? Better than your share. It really beats the shit Do out of your share. Do you believe in life after love? Here's, boom, boom, boom. Here's the thing, Mary. The hallmark of... I could of, feel something inside my The hallmark of Cher's voice I is really that it sounds like a man's voice. I you're strong enough. No. So you gotta And I know... Sorry. There's a computer class going on next day. That I can do it. By the way, we're using the studio illegally. Yeah, I don't think I'll cares? ever pay the bill for this month. Yeah. What are they going to do? Chase us down? Fight us? <laughs> I assume that's how all disputes are resolved. Yeah, Dave's got a real uh, twisted sense of uh, conflict resolution. Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, this last track is mine. This is, this is the one we're going to exit on, or you think we're going to chit-chat yeah, a little after? we're going to exit on this. We're going to exit on this? Okay. Um, this is another track that I picked up from a Sopranos ep. Well. My Rifle, My Pony, and Me. It's from the uh, Pio Mai episode. It's in a couple of episodes, I think. This one in a couple episodes. Because they show Dean, because it's Dean Martin singing it. And there is a weird thing, they keep mentioning Dean Martin, the Sopranos. You know? Right, yeah. So this is, this is a Dean Martin track. And, uh, I don't know. I fell in love with this song. I thought it was beautiful. Just blew me away. Also on my laboring playlist. All right. Well, well thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, if I don't, if you guys don't hear from me, uh, I get, probably gave birth. Yeah, you know, have a have a good um, have a jolly new year. Have a jolly new year. Um, Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. It's time for a cowboy to 
This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.